Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Did he say that? He said that! He said 100%. He said, I'm cool. I'm cool in the gang. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the year of our Lord, the 10th of the 5th, 2001. Do you like girls or boys? It's confusing these days. But moon dust will cover you cover you so bye bye love that's david bowie's space oddity thank you <laughs> s club seven <laughs> like don't, david bowie don't stop moving. yeah cruelly robbing david bowie of the number one slot this week is number one in the uk charts destiny's child survivor again one album in the charts and bridget jones's diary again number one uk box office Keeps on keeping on, doesn't it? Yeah, man. Said they made for the first time, BBC Radio 2 becomes the UK's most listened to radio station. Overtaking BBC Radio 1 has held that position ever since. This is a really exciting time for, for radio because it's Radio 2 becoming really cool. And this is Terry, the Terry Wogan era still. Oh. Like this, this, is the, this is the tell era. I think Terry controls that spot, my spot, uh, for a long time. I'm pretty sure it's still Terry there. Cause it goes Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan. He's been dead for a few years, mate. No, in 2001. Oh, when you say... Oh, Not there. now. Obviously, it's Zoe Ball now. <laughs> I'd be amazed that they didn't let death stop Terry Wogan hosting right. the Radio 1 Breakfast Show. No, it's Zoe Ball now, and she's really good. Um, he's number one in heaven. Yeah, he's number one in all of our hearts, his old Altel. But yeah, so exciting time for Radio 2. Oh. Yet the May... Leeds United's remarkable run the way for Champions League is ended with a 3-0 defeat in the semi-final leg against Valencia. Uh, I mean, that's fine. I've never liked Valencia. Val- Valencia, are, uh, they're a decent enough team at this point. Yeah. Probably. Terry Wogan, something, something. <laughs> uh, the Guardian reports that B Sky B, I never understood that name, is planning to ch- close its interactive shopping service open. No! After buying out the other partners in their parent company, British Interactive Broadcasting. Oh, that's a shame. I liked Open. I bought Super Smash Brothers. I bought for the N64 from Open. Did you really? I did, yeah. I say I bought it. My mum had a credit card. She bought it on her credit card. Uh, But you mentioned B Sky B. You know why it's called B Sky B. I forget. I used to know. British Sky Broadcasting. Yeah. 
That's what it's called. But to couple out the the word sky. Capital B and the word sky in the middle, and then capital B. Buskabub. I guess bus- BSB was already taken. Yes, could be a space odyssey. But then they wanted, but, the, but Sky, B Sky B have forever been very particular and very precious mm-hmm. about the word Sky to the point where they there was talk of them suing the people that made No Man's Sky. Uh, I remember that. Because of use of the word like, Sky. Guru Larry used to cover that bloke. He used to have a go at people who used the word Edge. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Because it was the video game company, wasn't it? it was yeah, Playhouse. until finally it picked up someone with money, and they went, how dare you? <laughs> and the big game release is Mist 3 Exile, a.k.a. the one with Brad Dourif. Oh, no, I didn't know much about Mist 3 Exile. I know Mist, obviously. I... Mist is a, is, a, is, a, is a classic bit of video gamery. Yes. I'll give you a little bit more slack on your microphone. Oh, oh there you go. feel better. A little treat for the Patreons there. Oh. Yeah, we love love this three here, don't we? Give Matthew a little bit of a tug on his slack. And uh, that is all I have to say about reality. A very boring week in the only world of reality. No news at 10 story? No. Nothing for us on news at 10? Still ongoing. Snoopy Tennis 2? No, nothing. No, no no Snoopy Tennis. No Snoopy presenting the news at 10. News at tennis. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're here for. But a what a what a what a what a what was the guy from Star Wars with the little flappy things uh, was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling. Hello, you're listening to Dulcet Tones of myself, Matthew, Mr. Tom Campbell, and together we're going on a little journey, a journey through all time. Three <laughs> years. Through SmackDown. They call that the classic SmackDown review. How the hell are you doing, Tom? Oh, mate, I'm good. Uh, I'm, I, I, I would like to, before we do anything else, I want to point out how, if you're watching on the Patreon, thank you for supporting Hello. us on the Patreon. If Hello, listen- Akajua 2 and Steven Scoders. <laughs> if you're listening to us, uh, you can actually watch us uh, at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. So you can see the words coming out of our mouths. Now, normally uh, we record this in the other studio. Mm. That studio is being taken up by preparations being made by a crack team that Andrew and I have hired for Hell in a Smell, which is on <gasps> Sunday at youtube.com slash cultaholic slash live. You'll be able to watch Adam Pacitti for the fifth year in a row. Uh, in one of the most the dis- filth year in a row, the filthy, more like. the filthy fifth year for Adam Pacitti inside possibly the most disgusting uh, video we put out on an annual basis. But you can watch it all live. I promise you. I can't. I can't show you what we've worked on. I can't show you the blueprints. I cannot show you what's going on in that room right now. But I promise you, it's going to be worth the wait. Very proud of what we've come up with. YouTube.com slash Goldholic slash live on Sunday to see it. It's very yeah. exciting. So I want to acknowledge that we're in a different room. We're back in the old studio for that particular oh. reason. Uh, and I want to acknowledge how smart Matthew Gregg is today. Oh, I feel you. like I feel like if I'm playing No Mercy, I've pressed right C three times. Yes. <laughs> and Pro- I've got promo Matthew. I've got promo Matthew yeah. today. <laughs> and there was no reason, was there? Just you wanted to dress nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Sometimes I don't have that urge, mm. and you can tell. But sometimes I do, and I go, I'll put on my little black shirt, put on your dancing shoes, and uh, go out there and try and look good. I always think you're quite a snappy dresser. Thank you. Sometimes I'm very I'm... envious of like how like you the, the sort of different things that you get away with. I think, as a, a larger gentleman, I struggle with that. With, with putting on outfits like that. Like, I feel like I often have to pair things like I have today with, like, a black jacket that, that uh. slims the lines down, like, and stuff like that. And I'd like to be at a point one day where I can wear 
sort of, you know, I can be a bit braver with what I wear. Oh. But I think because of your body being different to mine, you can get away with wearing stuff like, you know, Hawaiian shirts. You can. You can. There is a, there is a, a stereotype associated to, to big lads that wear Hawaiian shirts. Know, what type of big lad is Tom? Hawaiian shirt. Party animal. But I'll answer. be the party animal one. Yeah. That's fine. I'll definitely be the party animal one. Yeah. Um, but no, you do look lovely today. What's the, what's the, I feel like your tie that you're wearing is from oh, it's something. A, from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. Part four. Um, it's Didn't... what uh, the, the, the evil dude wears uh, once he transforms a few times. And this is also the thing that goes around chasing people. So you, so we record this you before. can't see because it's. John One Cena. Thing, it's on Patreon. And uh, also, this is so dark. But what's, what, what's going to be really nice is by now, people will have watched the podcast. Uh, which of course is, they will. Which they is the, re the return of Ross, which, is, which, is, which is much, much, much lauded, much excited, very much, very excited. The return of Ross. It's going to be great. Week. He's still ill. He just loves being <laughs> He's just, he's better. So what do you think of all this week? <sighs> but I feel like it's going to be a combination of great things. Uh, we haven't recorded it yet, but I'm guaranteed his Hall of Fame pick is going to be Tesco's Chicken. <laughs> yeah, and I think he'll win it. I think whatever Ross puts at the Hall of Fame this week, I Poor think he'll bastard. win it. Poor yeah, bastard. Yeah, really, he was really I don't know if he's bad. actually, obviously, again, I know you listen to this afterwards, but I want to hear him talk like, has he got anything from them? Because well, well, by now, you'll know. Yeah. By the time that you hear this, you'll know sort of... Something uh, other than Salmonella, obviously. Yeah, ex I mean. exactly, yeah. So they'll be excited to not only see Ross back on the podcast on mm. the on the YouTube channel, but that I reckon the comments will just be, oh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, Matthew activated. Oh, nice. Nah, they will be. They will be. Thank you, because I remember like Jack raided me after one of the streams was like, Matthew, you dress rather extravagantly. And he goes, I'm like, oh yeah, probably. He said, you had the dungarees on? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. You the cat here headphones? I went, yeah. He goes, why is that? Because... Well, oftentimes when I'm like outside or I'm going to other place to work at, and have to dress like a normal individual, like you <laughs> like have to, a normal you're, member you're of society. Right, you've got a dress code. So there's part of me that goes, I need to feel my sense of individuality, so I have to wear something extravagant and stuff. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, because sometimes called holic I dress like like that. I th feel just to fit in. And Jack's like, you feel you dress normally for called holic? <laughs> <laughs> That's you. I know. never would have said that word to describe you and your dress. I went. Well, thank you, Jack. And I, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. That's but a good thing. As I say, I've always... I've, I've got to be me. You've got to be me. me. You've yeah. got you to be me. No, you've got to be me. You've got to be you. You've, that's, that's it. Yeah. No, I'm me. It's, <laughs> you are you. Yeah. I am me, and you are you, and you are I, and I am too. But somebody obscures my view of you. Really who? Gerard Depardieu. I have to put that in. Uh, <laughs> because we've not I've not recorded with uh, Brad Atkins. I was going to say, the retro role making is cameo appearance it is because unfortunately like Jackins has also been poorly <laughs> uh, not the Tesco chicken no 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 he he got uh, he as as he won't mind me saying because he put it on Twitter um like as as Jack Atkins is a hipster and you know and he'll he'll join parties late he's got COVID <laughs> see that's what I've told people because my taste and stuff's like oh Matthew what are you watching right now are you watching uh, The Boys or something on Disney so I was like no I'm watching Deep Space Nine it's like great I'm gonna get COVID in 2050 and you'll get it on VHS yeah <laughs> love that like 80s synthwave filter on it <laughs> so I've not been able to sit down with the rambunctious Jackie Orlando in a couple of oh, weeks because him. of that so we send our best wishes and all being well we'll be back together uh, in the coming week Fingers crossed. That'd be nice. So I, I, I've missed a few of my buddies this week. And it's been busy because I've been doing two jobs again this week. So I've been a bit busy. Two jobs, Tom. Bless I've been you. Oh, I can do jobs. I got to chat to uh, some, some fun musical legends this week, uh, including Curtis Stigers. 
And I wonder why we hold on with tears in our eyes. That guy. I had a chat with him. It was fun. And uh, Vogue Williams, who's a podcaster and a socialite and a presenter and stuff like that. She was very cool. So I've got to chat to some fun people this week. Oh. But I've just I've just done too many, too much, too many things this week. Bless you. Well, but I'm let's, fine. let's do a mount of muscles and slow it down. Slow it <laughs> way, way down. down. This bit... That's that... become part of my freaking side of vocabulary now, by the way. <laughs> thank you to Matt uh, muscles for that. Th- thank you, Matt. And uh, yeah, hopefully this could be just a nice two lads talking about wrestling for a bit. That's oh, what God, people seem yeah. to like about it. And you can let us know. For the th- three people who are listening for the actual wrestling content, <laughs> what was happening? See, we met that quote there. We could talk about, you know, shite and Monica Noel hair for the rest. <laughs> what was happening in the world of wrestling? Great question. Don't say Snoopy's tennis. Sadly not. Oh. Um, this week, Matthew Gregg, uh, we Fine. pour out an RC Edge Maximum Cola <laughs> for, for ones we've lost as we say goodbye to the XFL. <laughs> wait, wait. It, dead already? Declared dead? Already, like, it was declared dead on this day in the year of our Lord 2001, the 10th, of, the 10th of May. three weeks ago that they had their last game. The, the, yeah. the game, the million dollar game, which, <laughs> as I pointed out many times ago, that isn't that much for a, a team with XFL. I have no idea how many no. people play an XFL team. But the thing is that um, <laughs> you could have got away with that and just gone X or any number. We yeah. were, we'd have gone, yeah, you, yeah. you don't know. Twenty. Yeah, you know, if it's XFL team of 37, yeah, 37. They're on the pitch at the same time. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Multiple. I love the idea. And I know the way we talked about it before. I love, love, love the idea of doing triple threat football matches. Triple threat. A triangle pitch. Oh. Goal, goal, goal. Three teams at once. Oh, yeah, I'd watch, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd be there. That's, that's, that'd be amazing. But sadly, we won't get that or anything from the XFL because it's done. Uh, NBC and UPN were both hosting games for the XFL. NBC, uh, when approached about a second series, have I got a second series? Uh, NBC went, no, you fucking haven't. It was awful. And they went, that's okay. UPN will still put the games on. Yeah, UPN I went, the thing we talked about last time. That yeah, last yeah. time, UPN have gone, ah, we're probably going to go. Wait. <laughs> XFL. Let me just have a look at the ratings. Okay, time for a new season of Shasta McNasty. <laughs> a slot mean? just opened up. Uh, so Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersole. <laughs> In the first episode, Shasta McNasty joins the XFL. Oh, no, no, scrap that. <laughs> scrap that episode. Scrap that. Uh, Vince Shasta McMahon goes and... to space. <laughs> That'd be fine. Instead. That's still there. <laughs> So Shasta in space. <laughs> so there was a hastily put together press conference today on this day uh, with Vincent Mann and Dick Ebersole where they announced they are disbanding the XFL. Uh, and a few hours before this, but Mann had gotten word from UPN that they weren't going to do another season. So literally hours before, they were banking on NBC and UPN. NBC had said no a while ago. Like about four hours before this press conference, UPN went, yeah, we're probably going to park it as well. To which Vince went, right, Dick, we've got to have a press conference because we're not doing this. Either. If we haven't got any TV partners, we're not doing it. Uh, but Man said without UPN or NBC, uh, they looked into cutting the league into six times, uh, instead of six teams and going ahead with the second season. But they just went, you know what? It's still not viable. They're shutting the whole thing down. So even in defeat, Vincent Man was like, we can half the teams and still do it. And they went, nah. what, what, what was his idea? Say again? To cut the te- to cut the league basically down oh. to six teams. <laughs> just like, but then, but then there'd be nowhere to show it. What's the point? <laughs> Vince, shut it down uh, from the Observer. I could fire a bunch of people. No, Nick can't. We've told <laughs> that doesn't work yet. 
<laughs> Vince McMahon estimated that after taking tax write-offs for the league's losses, the league cost him and his company $35 million. NBC also lost between $35 and $50 million on the project. Dick Ebersole said, in hindsight, they needed more time to put the league together so they could have had a more consistent product. McMahon took full blame for the league's failure. However, Jesse Ventura blames his demise on the media, claiming if the league was that bad, if the league was such a, wasn't such a big deal, why was the news always leading it? Leading with it. It's like, well, they were. Why? Yeah. You'll never believe how low the ratings are for XFL is. Well, see? <laughs> see? People are talking about us. They covered XFL in thermite paint. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the XFL. We've, we've now officially covered oh. the entire XFL on the Gold Hollow Classic Smackdown review. It feels like there was so much more, and then we're like, oh, it's dead. Yeah. Oh, that was it, really. It really was. Is like, are the recapped on the documentaries and stuff? Like, yeah, it was crap. Uh, the football was bad. They did segments that didn't work. The, the, the little segments they put on SmackDown, they say, whoa, there's heat between this guy and this guy. And you're like, are you sure? Because <laughs> even the the top-notch video editors couldn't make it look dramatic. No, as much as they tried. Yeah, they they tried. It didn't work. Uh, Vince Man did do a skit on... Damn, what was it? Maybe Mad TV? Or something where he's, uh, he's 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 mocking himself. He's going, "Hey, what can I get for a new XFL season?" Nice. Oh, it's supposed to be on um, like QVC or something. He's like, it's nothing. Um, we'll throw in the, the I don't know the Chicago Yankees uh, <laughs> silence. Uh, an autograph from The Rock. Ooh, I love, I love it. Ah, still got it. <laughs> he did it. Actually, it was a few years ago. They did uh, uh, an advert for the new season of Raw, and they did it like a like the start of a football season. And it's all the wrestlers playing football. And then Vince drives past his limo, leans out, and goes, the WWE and football. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Thank cute. You. I used to put that up whenever that stupid Vincent Mann to buy Newcastle United rumor. Oh, up. I love every time. I'm sad that the Newcastle's now been. He was this close to the oh, it's damn Saudis. <laughs> Twenty years of teasing it. He's like, oh, I was just about to buy it. <laughs> the name on the contract. Oh, God almighty. Um yeah, but Vince Vince, who openly mocked how badly received and how badly put together the XFL was in skits on Mad TV and in TV adverts for his own company, uh, would go on to attempt to reboot the XFL in 2019. And literally, the planet said no. <laughs> the entire yeah. planet rallied against the, the, the return of the XFL by shutting everything down. <laughs> and it lasted even less <laughs> Uh, at the time than the first time. They yeah. Did. Now, now The Rock owns it. Now, The Rock owns the brand and and has said for about two years, we're bringing it back next year. And I don't know I don't know whether it ever will. I feel like I feel like it will come back when the DFS sale ends. I don't know whether we'll ever properly see it. <laughs> it's nice. In that weird bit of time. We'll see what he does. Uh, just some WCW news. What? Yeah, because WWF obviously... Yes, which other company is also dead. <laughs> that another company is dead, but of course, WWF are bringing it back, aren't they? Where's your faith, Matthew Greggles? Yeah, those, They're bringing it back. All those promos Vince did. This isn't your dad's WCW. <laughs> Where's my wrestling? Um, WCW, of course, we've mentioned for weeks and weeks, the plan is for WWF to reboot Matthew. Matthew shakes his head. Where's your face? 
life. They're going to do it in this timeline. They're going to do it. Tony Khan will bring back the Ring of Honor before <laughs> this happens. Shane's not here. Um, they're going to they, they're gonna reboot WCW as a second brand. The plan is for it to be on Saturday night on USA or MTV, uh, one of the two. And... Uh, yeah, so that's how it's going. Observer says a contingent of the former WCW wrestlers now under contract will be sent at the end of the month to start working in Memphis. Another oh, group no. of names will be sent to Ohio Valley Wrestling. There is no start date for the new WCW under WWF. The main factors that will determine the start date are a television deal with Viacom being finalized. It still hasn't been finalized, which is which it isn't. And that's probably the main delay. Also getting all the little things that have to be ready done. New logos, new lighting grids, new music, new sets and everything else. If there was a lesson learned from the XFL is the WWF shouldn't fucking do football. If there was a lesson mm. learned from the XFL it's that fans won't be tolerant of a second rate product or a product that isn't ready on opening day. Now, here is the issue when it comes to the, the TV deal. Now, there is a holdup with TNN, who are probably the, out in front, outside of USA and MTV, to take on an extra wrestling show. Uh, TNN, however, do not want the same characters on Raw simply transferred over to WCW, and then that's called WCW. They want the stars of WCW on. They said, look, if we're going to give you this time slot uh, over USA and over MTV, we are wanting the stars. We I want your Goldbergs. We want your Kevin Nashes. We want your Stings. Uh, here's the issue. Of course, of you and course, I both know the yeah. issue with this is that they're signed up to these multi-million dollar Time Warner deals that WWF would have to buy them out of. In doing so, it would cause ructions across the remaining WWF roster. Hardcore Holly will be livid to find out that Sting earns more money than him. And, and Sting's not even a WWF guy. They're genuinely Holly was livid. Um, <laughs> we mentioned it a while ago. Names like Holly were upset that like potentially WCW guys could come in and earn more than them. When yeah, we've been fighting the world, uh, I won the tag belts in '95 with one, two, three, <laughs> kid for one day. <laughs> You're telling me Sting's earning more than me? Livid. It's crazy. Ooh, that, that annoys hardcore Holly. Uh, WWF clearly was under the impression they could just use lower price talent and augment them with some free agents, a few developmental guys, and shift. Five up to five WWF lads onto a new TV show with TNN have gone. No, we want WCW no. guys on the WCW show. I imagine Vince is trying to sell, you know, Joey Abs is now WCW. Yeah, that's it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, Vince, like, okay, WWF's idea isn't terrible, right? Because you are building a brand from the ground up, it isn't terrible. You do need a couple of those names at least like at the moment the forerunners to make that jump is one of those is diamond dallas page i'm actually it's surprising that they're that savvy about the product so, yeah no no no. you can't just do a show because maybe do we could have pulled that off and it would have taken a while i imagine ratings would have been very poor but then eventually once it got people would have maybe maybe there's something there but to begin with no there wouldn't have been imagine that's savvy. no you didn't wcw yes you know guy in a suit so that means hogan Blair, mm. Savage, <clears throat> Pipe, whatever. And like a guy went, oh, 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 no. <laughs> and they pulled out a clipboard. He's, Have you heard of Sean Stasiak? Yeah, and he's like, oh, no, he's ass-jeeved WCW. <laughs> damn it. He's, got, uh, he's jumped on Lycos, damn it. So, they, so like, oh, uh, no, we don't have those. So it's not WCW then, is it? It's our WCW. Mm. So I think they can look at that and go, WCW without those guys? That's, that's not going to work. It starts actually, you rarely hear about people being like, bring up little things like, oh, why would we want WCW? We want to have a success here. 
Yeah, we wanted to do. A, I mean, oh, it's interesting. EC, like we, you know, spinning forward a few years. Well, <laughs> the sci-fi went. We're going to bring some of you back. He goes, oh great. Yeah, the guy, the guy just listened to people, just dead people, <laughs> the public enemy. <laughs> but the thing is, when they launched, when they relaunched ECW, they kind of did it with that vision they had yeah. sort of ecw a few ecw guys yep. a smattering of the lower card talent from ecw then you had guys like the sandman you had sabu in there rob van damme who was a wwe guy but has a career yeah. as an ecw guy that's an easy one and then you kind of drip fed in you know or in some cases just splashed from the top guys like big show and kurt angle into that yeah. roster but then and the upcoming guys mm. like lashley and cm punk Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, ECW towards the end was very well put, but yeah, what a weird situation. But what, what would they have started with if they could only have WCW guys? I reckon the starting roster, one. so I'm just sort of spitballing in terms of the names that we've talked about over the past few weeks. Um, you've got, right, and, and <laughs> okay, I'm just, honestly, this is what they're probably working with. Um, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare. Yeah. Sean Stasiak. Yeah. Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. Lash LaRue. Yeah. Shark um, Boy. Shark Boy. Then they like there's a, there's two bike groups. There's the ones that they signed that they got with and they signed a bunch of people like on a developmental like we'll look at you because Mike Sanders was one. Possibly. Yeah, so maybe I didn't know Shark Boy was even a thing. Yeah, he was in OVW for a bit. Uh, Sam got annoyed because um they sent Brian Adams, who we'll get into later on, to go to OVW to train on his whatever, because mm. he's rubbish, and then he just beat Shark Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So Shark Boy should be Shark pinning Boy him. Shark Boy might have been amongst it as well. Um, who else would they have picked up? I mean, Billy Kidman was picked up. Rey Mysterio wasn't picked up, so no yeah. Rey Mysterio. Um, and then in terms of, like, your top guy, the again, the one name that is floating around is Diamond Dallas Page, who could mm. potentially come in, Booker T., uh, is a top mm-hmm. guy potentially come in? Scott Steiner is a, is a potential, even though he's a bit of a live wire at this point, And there's um denied about it. There's a potential for Scott Steiner to come in. I think he was still recovering from his uh, drop foot, possibly. So maybe not straight away, but certainly Booker T. Uh, very much DDP was in consideration. And then uh, you shift over a few sort of lesser used WWF guys. But then the the problem here, and, and this is, you know, in, in any other time frame, you probably would have been all right doing that. But also, this is early 2001. The WWF roster is fucked. <laughs> it is fucked. Yeah. Just to give you a there break no from one. the uh, 2022 current headline roster, both WWE and AEW. Oh, yeah, God. believe it or not. This, yeah, sit yourselves down, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, the roster's fucked. Everyone's knackered. The headlines. So, are... like, I mean, like, even if you were to go, okay, who could we move over to WCW? Ben, Chris Benoit. But then all that leaves a gap where Benoit was, because mm. Benoit is is somebody that you might need to lean on on the WWF side in the coming weeks and months. Um, Chris Jericho, same thing. You know, you timing's so... amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, this is the worst time to be doing this. It's the worst time financially for WF after the XFL's bombed. It's a worse time because the contract's WCW. And it, yeah, it's everything's wrong about this. In any other time But they were still going for it. Oh, you know, we'll get um, Arn Anderson and Scott Hudson, that famous commentary duo. Oh, jeez. We'll oh, get yeah. those big so stars. Hudson was very much, was considered for commentary, but I think Scott Hudson has ended up saying no at this point. Like, Scott Hudson was approached about doing commentary over Shivani. He does. He does. I mean, he, he's he, okay. he does one show. Yeah. I think he does one yeah, show for on. them. Yeah, he does one show for them. Um, but he's he's not sold on it at this point. I think he'll go and do one show, and then he'll go. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, those names are listed. That's, and then you just you ah, in terms of other. You know what? Bandmaster sex We could probably. I'd love that. We could probably talk and think about this. What Maybe could have been? Maybe that's a spin-off podcast. Yeah, because obviously we just I think sit we should, here yeah. and go and say, right, could we have done anything with WCW in 2001? What if? Maybe there's maybe there's a spin-off there. We can talk about that. Um, definitely a lot of concern among many of the former WCW employees who met with Jim Ross uh, because not many people have heard from him for a couple of weeks because he's been poorly. Uh, so there's a few. So all the, some of those names that we've listed, the ones that haven't gone to Ohio Valley, uh, the ones that haven't gone to Memphis. So these names, I guess, would be people like Buff Bagwell. Uh, who would have at least had a meeting? No, no, being Buff Bagwell's mom. And Buff, like, Buff Bagwell's mom uh, would have had a meeting with him. Oh, it seems the appropriate time to bring up the fact that uh, Buff Bagwell fucking hates Jim Ross. Really? He had that in a shoot interview he did um, a few years ago before his, you know, his, his current <laughs> version of himself on Twitter. I swear, half of it is that. Jim Ross, let me tell you what I think of it. And it was this expletive film. Wow. So it's always funny, like, oh, yeah, but Michael tried to talk to Jim Ross. It's like, mm. <laughs> Jim, Jim Ross is sick. Yeah, sick of listening to Buff. The, the final, there is, there is still one final, um, final bit left over, one final bastion, one final, uh, one, one final thing left over from the old WCW, right? And, uh, and, it's, and the man behind it is Chad Fortune. Remember oh, Chad I was going Chad for God, he's still around. Go on. What's this about? He was driving the WCW Nitro Monster Truck on the TNN show Monster Jam <laughs> that was still on telly at this point. <laughs> there you go. What? He was driving the Nitro Monster Truck on Monster Jam in 2001. <laughs> That's awesome. Keep the dream alive. Chad Fortune, keeping WCW dream alive. He's like one of those dudes that's like Confederate flag. Like, <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> Come on. It's still good. It's still good. Is it? Has he got issues with the WWF monster truck? <laughs> the WWF monster truck just squashes it. And the ECW monster truck, which is just one of those ones you get from Hot Wheels. <laughs> But charges at both of them. Yeah. Like Paul Heyman's there, pull it back. <laughs> right. In amongst all of this happening, uh, XFL has cost the WF a lot of money. Yep. Uh, WCW, uh, we're trying to make something happen there. And as you say, the timing is awful because without all of that happening, away from all of that, WWF business is falling through the floor. Yeah. Away from all of that, it's a rough old time. Uh, a house show in Columbus, Ohio was indicative. Ohio. Ohio was indicative of that. There's due to be a house show in ten days' time from this day in the year of our Lord 2001. All right. Uh, on the 20th of May, it was cancelled. Um, now, lots of reasons why were thrown around. Um, the roster's fucked. <laughs> they just come back from the UK and they're like, we should just give them a weekend off for Mother's Day weekend. Oh, <laughs> that was one reason. Um, a lot of injuries by main top stars would basically meant the Undertaker would probably have to fight himself in the main event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Who? Um, the big issue is uh, in a venue that seats probably about ten thousand. They'd only sold three thousand tickets. A ten thousand seat for a house show uh, in this possibly, period. That's, yeah. that's asking for trouble. Yeah, I might be. I might. That I might be. But either way, only three thousand tickets have been sold yeah, well, for a venue that was ten thousand. Nah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they just they've pulled it. Um, the ratings are, are a tough bone of contention at this point as well. Uh, this past week on Raw, it was a 4.49, the lowest rated episode of Raw since New Year's Day. 
Um, uh, it took Nitro, says Dave, in The Observer, from November 1999 to March 2001 to drop an equivalent amount that WWF have done. WWF have done it in seven weeks. <laughs> it's just gone. Since WrestleMania X7, so it's weird, just... It? <sighs> I mean, people, everyone, I think at this point, looks at X7 as like the, the, the height of the wave, whatever it's called. Yeah. Else. But you don't realize how just all these things going on, plus the TV... There's been some good bits, sure, but uh, with the three people still there on the yeah. roster, headlining. It, it's just plummeted. Uh, fans yeah. at the show uh, on Raw Monday said the build, everybody in the building was groaning after the main event that ended after a DQ. People were very unhappy with the show as they were leaving the building. Fans are unhappy. TV ratings are bad. Yeah. Live attendance is bad. This is a rough time Wait, with, a, mean, with a completely buggered roster. You mean people aren't impressed by Undertaker versus Steve Austin part 19? <laughs> That's all they've got. Like, it's, it's, it's a fascinating time to look yeah. back on because, like, they are just... And it, there's little things on this show that we're going to talk about that give that away as well. They're trying different techniques to try and not just drum up new attendance, new audience, uh, which they're doing through like SmackDown, your vote again, which is oh, a way of God. putting them back out into like the the. Oh, we're talking about people that listen mainstream. to the rest of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. Hey, hey, after this and some Snoopy references, there'll be SmackDown, your vote. <laughs> you lucky Make thing. your voices heard. Yesterday, though, WWF New York hosted a <laughs> presentation. Make but... your voices heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, the, the Ross is just snake bitten in a minute, all right? Like, we're having that house show in Ohio, you assholes. No, what about the election? The election, sir. Wrestling's rubbish at the moment. I don't like it. Why have you turned Austin heel? Are you fucking hike? <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Back on your own. Uh, WWF held a a media event the day before SmackDown called Think Again. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even bullshit. This is hey. this isn't that one linger. <laughs> Buy tickets for a house show. <laughs> Think again. <laughs> oh, what? Wrestling's at the high of its popularity. <laughs> Think again. Rikishi headlining again. Think again. <laughs> Shit again. Oh, no. uh, this is a an event for p c potential commercial partners. <laughs> Uh, about 500 media executives turned up to WWF New York to eat hardcore holly pasta or whatever, uh, where they were sold upfront advertising for the full season of all WWF shows. Mm. Basically, uh, they showcased um, they showcased a poll that they did that went against. The, you know, we talked about the Gallup poll about a month ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. where it said that all wrestling fans are stupid, yeah, yeah. which is why when this, which is why Raw is always preempted for the dog show because they can make more money on advertising to people that watch the dog show than us fucking thickos that watch Raw. Yeah, fair point, well made. Um, they 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 provided uh, details of the of the fan base in some private research they did through applied research and consulting that showed WWF viewers are above the natural national average in key demographics and behavior indicators, including income, employment status, education, asset ownership, and adoption of new communications in media. The income and education would directly contradict the recent Gallup poll. So WWF, in true WWF style, have gone, yeah, we know you've seen that poll, which says all our fans are stupid, but here is a special poll that we had commissioned that said all our fans are clever, rich, and sexy. Any questions? 
<laughs> I love this kind of yeah, bullshit. Yeah. It's so good. Vince Mama's quote is saying, sorry, um, the, the Gallup survey, <laughs> they actually surveyed all the media people who were saying bad things about the XFL. <laughs> We'll be passing around a uh, collection plate during your meal. You put down your prawn sandwiches and get your wallets out. That'd be great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Crash, I... Crash Holly needs braces. <laughs> yeah. And we ain't paying for them. They did that thing. They, they, they should have done an auction. What you do at an auction, when you do a charity auction, you have a video all about the charity before you start the auction. You get everybody, you get everybody have their food. You get everybody have their drinks. So they get a few beers in them. Then you do a video about the charity. So you go, this is mom and pop business, the WWF. They need money to survive. Without your support, sad music. Please consider, if you give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. Give Vince McMahon a fishing rod, he will buy WCW. Please, any donations help today. Thank you. By which point, everyone's pissed and crying. And they go, right, we're auctioning off this trolley. Start the bids at £1,000. £1,000, £2,000. It's a classic trick. It's a classic wait, trope. Wait, don't wait. There were 500 people there. <laughs> 500 should, have like, should put a ring in the call in the house show. <laughs> hey, good turnout, oh, yeah. Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Your main event, <laughs> Tess versus Just Joe. Thank you very much. Main event. No refunds. Fucking Undertaker versus the advertising executive from the New York Post. <laughs> in a mask. I love they brought right to censor. Because he'd wrestled in the Battle Royal earlier. <laughs> I love they brought right to censor back to censor someone else's poll about them. <laughs> Essentially, as well. They we, said. Stephen, kicked their poll. Just deafening silence. It's like, oh, shit. Didn't get that joke. Oh. Question, when's Hulk Hogan coming back for this? WC? All right, cool. <laughs> uh, those, are all, those are all my notes for this week in the wrestling. This bloody week in the wrestling in 2001. What a week. We're fucked. WWF's fucked. <laughs> I can't see them coming back. They're more fucked now than they were when they were really fucked in the mid-90s. Like, they seem more fucked They're, now. Because, that can't because, be. because mm. in the mid-90s, like, they were... The stakes weren't as high as they are now. Like, you've just come off, like, you're now, like, the only right. wrestling show in town. You've just come off the back of the most successful pay-per-view ever, and business is tanking. You've just, you've taken a $35 million hit on, on a stupid fucking football program. Yeah. You've just bought your rivals, who are now just sitting in the living room, and you don't quite know what to do with them. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, they are, the, the stakes are so much higher at this point than they were in 95, where they were just sort of pootering along and, and the expectations weren't as high for them. Waterloo. Finally yeah. facing my Waterloo. Actually, of course, Vince McMahon wins fucking Waterloo anyway. The fact wow. that we are in this job suggests that the WWE work out okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it all works out fine. The fact that we're here. Well, let's see what happens, shall we? Let's see how we... Let's, let's, let's dig on through the, through the mire. Attend to me. 2001, SmackDown. Last Monday, Mick Foley is back. Vince Man says, you remind me of an unwanted house guest. Hey. So Rikishi comes out to ass him. Foley explains, Rikishi deserves more than being Vince's grunt, seeing as Undertaker brained him last week's SmackDown and Vince didn't do anything. That's true. Rikishi is ordered to stink face Foley, but instead, Stephanie slaps Rikishi when he's thinking, so Kishi super kicks Regal to turn face after admitting to trying to kill Austin six months ago. During Austin versus Rikishi, later on that night, Kishi ends up giving Stephanie the stink face to really rub it in. 
<laughs> oh, and Austin Cheshire Foley a bunch of times for all time's sake. This is the, uh, this ow. is setting up for something potentially, according to the Observer. Well, as Mel to say, it's a Rikishi Foley tag team to go against the Rock Goldberg tag team coming Whoa, in. Oh, that idea last week just made my made my head peel. Um, no, the Observer saying that Mick Foley's recent weight loss is because he's likely to do one more match uh, either uh, at SummerSlam either against Vince or Austin. <laughs> That loud noise you heard in the background was Finn Martin <laughs> furiously yelling at no one in particular. Screaming idea, into his MSN chat window. The idea that Foley would come back after saying he was retired. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Imagine such a thing. Uh, witty wee, witty woo. <laughs> We're in Hartford, Connecticut, and it's one week from Judgment Day. Wait, did we just have a pay-per-view? We did, it? mate. <laughs> it was a good one, that, wasn't it? Yeah, it flew. Yeah. What's that, dinosaur? Not. Yeah, dinosaur Diplodos. alien. Diplodos. I, I, it was I, so great talking about that shite and then going on Twitter when a few days after the people going, oh, oh, right, this actually happened. It's real. You I, guys weren't kidding. Bless, I had somebody messaged me about two days ago and say, hi, Tom, the program you were thinking of was Diplodose. So the only thing I can assume is, and if you're listening, thank you for doing that. that is nice. It's really lovely that you did that. And I'm just curious because literally, because we, we asked that question and then about a minute later, we had the answer. And I triumphantly yeah, he was doing shouted, Diplodos! That was it. You must, have been, I was like, you must have been doing it in real time. I feel like you paused, went, oh, Tom needs to know the answer. I'll look it up. Hey. And then it forgot to go back to the podcast, maybe, where we go, oh, we figured it out. But I appreciate it. It did. Thank I you saw, very that's much. That's actually really sweet. It is really sweet. Thank you to anybody that said Tom's me. like, what was our show with the dinosaurs and the, the whole bunches and the staples? Like, hey, Tom needs to know the name of this show. I'll get on that right away. God as soon as he sends in, oh, it's Diplodose. Yeah, but thank you. It's no, very I, kind. That's really nice. I love the amount of people that messaged me about Diplodose the other week. It was It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I had people coming in, you stopped talking about Hammerman. It's been stuck in my head. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Hammerman, Hammer my main Man. event tonight is Triple H uh, uh, versus Rikishi because that big gap in the new main event talent has been filled by Kishi's giant butt. <laughs> Wait, where's Haku? <laughs> oh, here he is. No, it's Jericho, who probably still thinks he can take him in a real fight. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not sure where that came from. Sorry. Um, he's taking on Christian. <laughs> for those who listen for the first time, Matthew basically writes his notes. He then wipes his memory like they do in Men in Black, and then reads them verbatim. Sometimes they're down. good. And I pop myself. Someone's like, "That's awful." Though. I like it when you pop yourself with Thank your notes. You. He's taking on Christian tonight because on Raw, Edge and Christian uh, attacked them because they tried to retrieve Benoit's angles medals. That's what I've typed from Benoit's person. Uh, Jericho saved his mate. And by that, I mean they brawled into a room. <laughs> oh, okay. To set the scene. So Benoit's like, just hanging around backstage, drinking coffee, having positive thoughts. And then Edgy Christian brawled and attacked him. But then they brawled through a door and Jericho's just there going, yeah, just staring at this wall. And ah, oh, my friend being attacked. I'll help him. <laughs> I'm on my way. What a friend I've put in. We get a shot of the commentators this week, Cole and Taz. And hey, man, that's Paul. Yeah. Taz is out with a family emergency. If it's a financial one, Paul can't help. <laughs> okay, Taz, they, they make up for the bad ones. Paul Heyman happy to step in when Taz isn't there. He's definitely not in the building. He's definitely not in Hartford. All right, I'll pop in. Yeah. He was out making Hook. <laughs> Christian takes on Jericho. He already made Hook by that point. Hook was born in 99. Hook's a little bubba. It might have been an emergency with Hook. Hook might have been sick down himself or something. <laughs> No kid, it's a head and arm, Taz Plex. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go home and teach a two-year-old hook kid. How, to, how to do a clutch. Uh, regret, regret Jones over here. Regret Jones. 
Christian takes on Jericho and Haley. And Lavitas <laughs> calls his kid Regret Jones. Haven immediately. <laughs> Imagine Taz singing to his kid to get him to sleep. Joey Numbers couldn't do babysitting that night. <laughs> hey, Taz, I can't Ooh. look after Hook. They call him Hook. <laughs> why do you keep on calling why, that? Why do you keep calling my... Why do you keep calling old Regret Jones Hook? <laughs> what a lovely baby I got. I'm mm. going to call him Hook. Yo, I tried to put my baby to sleep by giving him a stupid tennis, but he gave it... He put him the Kataja Haja, <laughs> Can't even spell that yet. Well, regret Jones. <laughs> well, yeah, you got Christian takes on Jericho. Heyman immediately rags on Jericho being dumb and not having Benoit with him, seeing his edges here with Christian. This is followed by Benoit appearing to back up Jericho two seconds later. <laughs> That's cool. I think I think Paul Heyman knew that was coming. Yeah. Heyman's a definitely a different type of commentator compared to Taz. And the WF in general, he's just got this edge about him. Um, he's probably relieved that he's no longer have to worry about ECW 24-7. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's really on fire. Nice competitive Canadian moves to start, with Jericho dropkicking Christian off the apron. Death stare from Benoit. Mm. Distracts Christian, and who can blame him? Edge distracts Jericho when he goes to the walls of Jericho, so Christian gets to drop Jericho with a reverse DDT onto a knee. Ooh. Uh, some guy holds up a sign saying, JR, sign RVD. He did. Well done. <laughs> but never mind that. What's your least favorite Final Fantasy game? <laughs> did that kid uh, come back the next week, which is a sign that said, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, JR. Cheers, JR. By the way, Final Fantasy Seven. You're one of a kind. Mm. <laughs> one of a kind, eh? Yeah. Respect. Mm. And they fired him. He said, walk. <laughs> now that's I what I call. I sing that song to Hook on a night when I could put him to bed. <laughs> Good night, baby Hook. Little Rugrat Jr. <laughs> Can't you see how easily I'm blinded by perfection? <laughs> Oh, I'm a French Can you hear the violin <laughs> play a new song? I've been learning a new song for Hook to put him to sleep at night. Oh, I'm a Frenchman. Here I am, a French declare. I'll push it to Taz. Uh, just the guy singing the SpongeBob theme song. <laughs> Are you ready, kids? <laughs> you know, he's Italian. You ready, Rugrat Junior? <laughs> uh, Hook, is it true that your dad sang French tickler to you when you went to sleep? <laughs> Uh, or Pantera's walk. Okay, <laughs> which one was it? <laughs> Hook, when you were a little boy, what would your dad play for you? He would play me Pantera and walk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jericho lets Christian get a lot of offense in, considering he's not a singles dude, yeah? Edge punches Jericho midline salt, so Benoit attacks Edge. Jericho bonks Edge off the apron, and in the confusion, Christian schoolboys Jericho for the dirty win. Christian's biggest singles victory to date. Nice. That's a great win for Chris. You know what? Really fun match to open the show. Mm. And a slightly longer match. Mm. And again, it's it's this is the advantage of the roster being a bit fucked, is that we'll see a few people get a bit more time on the show in yeah. ring because they've got to fill out the show. And this is chemistry between these two that will only improve in years to come. Yeah. Oh, well said. Mm. And then Undertaker <sighs> is shown walking backstage like Billy Big Bollocks. Vince has been waiting for him. He wants to know if him and Austin can hang out in one place. If not, then Undertaker won't have a title shot at Backlash. Undertaker's like, I quote, I'm hard. Rah! 
No, so so there's a few things I got from here. I've 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 gone right. I have gone right to the weeds on Undertaker segments these weeks because they are. Oh, they are. Hey, if you like crappy Undertaker segments, this is a SmackDown podcast. Are they meant to be funny? Because I was ask Fraser. I was sat there giggling to myself watching some of the shit that Undertaker does. Undertaker enters the arena, but what I notice is because at one point they zoom in on the CCTV as Vince arrives, and above the CCTV camera it says shipping receiving. So, like, he's not even going through the main doors. Like, he's going where, like, they drop shit off. That's where cool people <laughs> enter the arena, Tom. And, uh, because he's a badass. That's where he comes through. Yeah. Undertaker arrives. Uh, he's in his ring gear. So what's in his bag? He's basically in his ring gear. I haven't thought about that. Obviously, there's a chain in there, as we find out in the well, next segment. Spoiler, but it's obviously cool cane. <laughs> Vince, <laughs> zip. Hello, boys. Well, they tease that all night. <laughs> Hello, boys. Vince asks... If Vince asks Undertaker, are you cool tonight with you and Austin in the same place? Are you cool? And Undertaker goes, I'm cool. I'm cool in the gang. I'm cool. What? I'm cool. I'm cool in the gang. <laughs> Did he say that? He said that. I'm... He said that. 100%. He said, I'm cool. I'm cool in the gang. <laughs> I'm, I'm Coolio. It's a gangster's paradise tonight. <laughs> I'm ref- cool in the gang. <laughs> reference it later on Vince references it later on he says I'm cool I'm cool, cool in the gang the, uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> cool I'm cool spot the hit new platformer from Virgin Games <laughs> come on um, I, uh, it's, that is unfair I remember behaving badly there's a scene in Mummy Even Badly when, when Dorothy, they're driving to a gig and Dorothy says, come on, come on, Gary, let's go home. And Gary's had a drink. <laughs> Gary goes, go home. Are you mad? Are you madder than Brian Mad of Madcastle? <laughs> and he just, as soon as he said, I'm cool, I'm cooler than the gang. <laughs> just, I'm cooler than Brian Cool of Cool Castle. <laughs> just, this is the peak... The, the, pin, the, the beginning, the yeah. start point of some glorious Undertaker bollocks this week. Smackdown, executive producer, Undertaker. <laughs> cool and the Gang. Yeah. Incidentally, there have been 21 different members of Cool and the Gang. Oh, like the Ministry of Darkness? Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, they're, and they're on tour this month in France. Of course they are. <laughs> they still ki- Go listen to Get Down On cool It to get you in the mood for Cool and the Gang. <laughs> We get more Undertaker uh, as he immediately asks a fat guy if he's seen Austin <laughs> as he has something for him. A biker chain. <laughs> oh, that Undertaker. He just told Vince McMahon he wouldn't do that. <laughs> what a naughty boy. <laughs> oh, Undertaker, oh. he's such a... He's so naughty. <laughs> I'm not... I'm naughty the naughty dog. Creators <laughs> and developers of Crash Bandicoot <laughs> 1. Crash Bandicoot caught the strikes back and Crash Bandicoot warped. Uh, but he said he was cool in the gang. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's cooler than that? Why, X Factor with no heat or theme. <laughs> I know. Uh, if we missed this last week, X Factor have got their I got everything I ever wanted. The best thing. It's, uh, it's edited on the network. The, the end of the match I was, about, I was about to say, oh, is it? Albert takes on Raven for revenge because on last SmackDown, Raven somehow beat X-Pac. <laughs> All right. Uh, these global wrestling fed guys got to keep together. <laughs> the deep cut. Then on Raw, Raven caned Albert, 
so Spike could Dudley Dong him through a table to win. That's Brian Alvarez's name for the Dudley Dog. So two-thirds of X-Factor sit down and do commentary. X-Pac compliments Heyman on his insightful commentary for once, and Just Incredible asks him for money. (laughs) Yes. There was a nice bit. Actually, I put this on Twitter. So I sat down, and Raven comes out, and Raven's dressed like Raven at this point. He's got a crappy leather jacket, dark, cool shirt, and blue jeans. Uh, Just Credible is now wearing proper ring tights. Mm. And so Heyman says something like, oh, look how Raven dresses. What a bum. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Just Incredible? Because that's how Just Incredible <laughs> used to dress. And, he, and he goes, it's incredible. He's like, he can't stop. He's like, yeah, you got me. You, you know, got me. I love those sweet little moments. But there. seriously, Paul, you owe me 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sell me kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in deep financial trouble because of you. <laughs> Why do you have normal gear? I couldn't afford any, you prick. Yeah. Raven right now, you know that trolley that is there? That, that's my house I've lent him. <laughs> I'd have leaned into it with just incredible. Hey, do you think Justin? Hey, you know what? Maybe just may, maybe his employer isn't paying him, so he's just got to wrestle him what he's got. Can you imagine that, Paul? <laughs> yeah, Heyman, chill up or I'll make you bounce like one of your checks. <laughs> oh, hey, it's a anyway, shit, boy. Albert... Beals him across the ring as x talks about how hungry his guys are compared to everyone else <laughs> no, who become ju- complacent. <laughs> and I've just put here, they're a month away from never appearing ever again. <laughs> but of course, just incredible hungry and get paid for three months. I mean, since 98. <laughs> I don't know. Please stop me. <laughs> He's only, just, he's only just been able to afford trousers. <laughs> There's Sting lighting a cigar, a hundred dollar bill, and just incredible. Just... <laughs> incredible, just emaciated. Right, that is application mm. for Olive Garden. Albert scissor kicks Raven's head off as X Factor talk over the crowd's boredom. Albert misses a leg drop off the second rope with his trademark, ah, when he misses everything. He is at Luger levels of yelling when oh, he does a move. Albert's, Albert's second loudest to Luger. Albert. <laughs> Raven is having a decent effort, but he has no heat or following. Albert wins clean, and the unedited version of the X Factor theme plays because the editor couldn't be bothered to watch all of this match. <laughs> I did think we got everything we ever wanted. We got got everything we ever wanted. They just played the theme again. So after that clean victory last week, because I guess you thought, wow, Raven had a really good match with Rhino. He's got loads of momentum and character. We haven't been Xbox clean. This week, Albert's beat some clean. We've all moved on. Well, it just, do you know what? It always shows Good you that, that WWF's booking has been pretty consistent for like 30, 40 oh. years. And it is just like, you know, swapping back wins and losses with no real meaning. I think they're slightly panicking going, ooh, we need some stars. Is Raven that dude? No. <laughs> but, oh, but, well. But he can fill 15 minutes on telly this week. Yeah, that's fine. Park. What more do you want? I think Raven as a, as a lower car, I said this last week, I think Raven as a lower car baby face isn't a bad shout. Yeah, but he hasn't got any segments. Or he no, he needs, he needs. We just like Raven. Yeah, we just like Raven. The, the version that's on TV is not the guy that we think he is. But, no, but we'd like Backlash 01. Watch out, Rhino match. Mm-hmm. My God, uh, Undertaker is looking for Austin backstage. He isn't there, so he waits like the arguing goblins from The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is Austin? <laughs> what? The arguing. 
There's deep cuts and then there's just finding the a boat, really, isn't there? goblins from the Isn't that a bit, one bit where the, in the Hobbit... I like how you're asking me, what did I mean by this? Yeah, yeah Tom. Um, it's like when Alex goes, do you know what I'm thinking? I was like, no. <laughs> the, like, the goblins... What's your point at a, point at a, at a cupboard door and go, can you pass me thingy? I'll no, be looking it. at, like, 400 items. I'm like... Yeah, no, no, I'll guess. They get him, and they're like, "Ah, we should boil him." Like, no, we should grill him. Like, no, it's like, ah, oh, you know, keep on arguing about oh. it. And they argue so long that the sun comes out and turns him to stone, and he buggers off. So basically, Undertaker about to turn to stone. That's exactly what I thought. That's rub it. Move on. <laughs> so this is the Snoopy bit where tennis. This is this is so he, this is the bit where he walks up to the door with his cool chain. Oh, um, <laughs> and he stands you know, in the, the doorway and kind of like pumps himself up. Like, like he's about to walk in and ask for a, a raise at work. Like, okay, you've got this. He bursts in. He's like, Austin! Into Austin's locker room. Austin's little corner is nicely put together. He's got his T-shirts there, his belts there, a weird brown bag. And Undertaker's like walking around. And it, like, he looks around this tiny room for about 10 seconds before realizing Austin's not here. It's blatant from the moment you walk in that he's not there. He tries into the shower, maybe hoping to catch a bit of Austin's pecker. He's like, yup, no, it's not in here. So he just decides just to sit down in Austin's chair. Looks in the brown bag. No, he's not in there. He's not in the brown. <laughs> he's not in the brown bag. So this is um, Undertaker uh, occupying Austin's locker room, and this is a recurring theme on tonight's SmackDown. Yeah, that brought me so much oh. joy. <laughs> It's a bad SmackDown episode. It's good if you like laughing at bad wrestling. Oh, I love it. Uh, meanwhile, Austin is yelling at Vince because Undertaker is in his locker room. He ain't got no business with my property, he yells. Austin is scared of his chain, so he can't do anything. That's the segment. That's the segment. Sets us up for more segments later. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Molly Holly is seen talking to LSD. Crash in dungarees is unimpressed and doesn't care about Spike going through tables because Crash is a 10-time hardcore champion. So he'll see him in the ring tonight. Ah, oh, the Hollies done these things carried on. This oh, was cute. There, like there, was a cute. there was a fun bit in this. So Crash is upset with Spike or Spikey hanging out with Molly. Yeah. And um, and like Molly's saying, hey, look, he saved me from last week. He put Albert through a table. Mm. And then Spike says, yeah, I don't... Yeah, but 
I'm a multiple-time hardcore champion. You don't see me bragging about it, do you, Spikey? Molly says, oh, no, he wasn't bragging. And Spike goes, no, I wasn't bragging. To which Crash turns to Spike and goes, I wasn't talking to you. And Spike goes, yeah, you were. And he goes, fine, then let's sort it out in the ring later. <laughs> this is a really cute segment yeah. between these two. He's the two. John Silver, the Johnny Hungy yes, of his day. Yes, he is the Johnny Hungy yeah. of 2001. Oh, it's Crash Holly. Yeah. Johnny Crashy Hungy. Yeah. But wait, wait, wait. Breaking break news, Tom, Tom, Tom. Meanwhile... Undertaker tries on Austin's shirts to see if they suit him. He then, Tom, Tom, get your hands out your face so you can hear the full extent of what I'm about to say. He then chews his backy. Oh, no! Right. No, no, no. Some guy delivers Austin's beer. So Undertaker takes it rather than signing for it. Tee-hee. Next, he's going to put a bucket of water over the door and then say, hey, Austin, come in. I've written here for my notes for this bit. Um, these are my notes verbatim. Undertaker, the dirty crime boy that he is, <laughs> is sat next to an horrible brown paper bag sized up Austin's T-shirts. He then reaches up, pulls down a pack of Red Man Chubut chewing tobacco, gives it a sniff, <laughs> and chucks a clump of it in his mouth. <laughs> He's got it in his mouth, and he nods and says, Good chew. Good chew. <laughs> Driven <laughs> everywhere. Like, oh. He takes a delivery of beers. He crosses his legs like he's in basic instinct and oh. spits Tom. and gobs out his chewing tobacco. We cut to Austin, who's like, he's got my beer, he's got my chew. What's he going to do next? Yeah, Austin is very upset, but <laughs> says nothing because it's been um, two minutes. <laughs> Just Undertaker's chewing tobacco. If you do chewing tobacco, whatever, it's just he's such a he's such a scummy man. All right, Undertaker, we need a segment backstage like, where you occupy Austin's place. All right, what are you going to do? Ooh, I think I'd um, try shirts on. Ooh. Okay, what else? Uh, chew his tobacco. Oh, that's great. That's gold, Jerry. That's gold. And then a, a delivery man should deliver his beer. What do you mean a delivery man? Well, you know, every day you get your milk from the milkman. Well, this is the midday beer man. He's the beer man. <laughs> the beer man. Yeah, the beer man. Pat Mustard moving away from milk <laughs> to beer. And yeah, now to That's where the really good women yeah, hang out. Now to write Mrs. O'Reilly. You have to get... I got up really early in the morning. <laughs> Stop the milkman. I always like that line. He's like, yeah, it's a good point, actually. But, uh... Yeah, the beer man. All right, all right, okay. So the beer man delivers Austin his beer. Yeah, yeah, it's before Deliveroo, so I guess this would have been a thing back in the day. I will take his beer. Undertaker, are you sure you want to use all these ideas for SmackDown? We do have a pay-per-view coming up. <laughs> this is a year's worth of creative, yes, Mark. God. Thank you. Those are highest suckers. <laughs> they could have had this. <laughs> too late, too late will be the cry. Can we talk about the hard cut? Between the Austin segment, between the Austin segment and the Triple H segment, <laughs> right? It's a real this again another bit that just weirdly had me in bits. So like Austin, after Undertaker sat there going "good chew," they cut to Austin's locker room. He's like, hey, "He's got my beer. He's got my chew. What's he gonna do next?" And then like there's a hard cut to <laughs> like backstage where it looks like Triple H is humping a fence. <laughs> Because they've, they've caught him. He's, his whole body is pressed against the fence. And he's going, it looks like he's shagging a fence. But what he's doing really is he's stretching out his arms. Like before the match, he's doing a pre-match stretch, which is fine. But the way they jump cut. 
What's it going to do? Just me in bits. He takes my beard, tells my chin, what's it going to do next? Have sex with my cage. Too late, I'm doing that. Someone call my name. Yeah. Triple H is seen exercising by trying to pull a cage door open. Triple H, I'm like Sisyphus. Triple H tells Kishi, screwed with the game, and their business relationship is over because of the butt. Okay. Yeah, what a good cut. Oh, it was What great. will Crime Inc. do next? It was Coach. Coach was a bit cheeky in this bit. Because uh, he's because Triple H said, I promised to take Rikishi apart for putting his hands on my wife. To which Coach went, oh, he didn't put his hands on your wife. <laughs> to which Triple H chased him off. Like, Coach, no fear. No fucks to give for Triple H. Coach was like, tee <laughs> Everyone's having a tee You do an arms, not legs. You never catch me. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Sisyphus. Everyone's... everyone's <laughs> Uh, Everyone's ooh. having a good old chuckle this week. It's great. Uh, Lugs in China together for uh, <laughs> one believe, more week. I believe that was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's Team Extreme not trusting Eddie. Eddie takes a go from Rhino to save Leader on Raw. And they'd give that look like, ooh, can we trust him? Mm. For the week, you still around? Yes. <laughs> that was Lugs in China. Neither of which will make it to O2. <laughs> Bless. No, Lugs are still going, aren't they? Oh, I think the sponsorship will be dead. Oh, the sponsorship will be Because good, yeah. they, they went to the thing again. And like, you're right. <laughs> we have gone again. They thought you were right. This is shit. Why is China an advert? She's not on TV. <laughs> One appearance. We can. They're like, oh. they're like what? Wrestling. Yeah, it's oh, fine. Okay, it, just, it, it blinked for a second on oh, the video. Okay, good. Hello, Patreon. Uh, uh, <laughs> do we have volume five, stacker two, and wait. The right to censor music. Wait, they're dead. No. They're dying. According to Cole, right to censor are looking for a leader. Rather like that Bonnie Tyler song. What a lousy excuse for, we have nothing planned for these guys yet. Uh, apparently, looking on cage match, got another month left. <laughs> they split up. Like, well, no, they killed the leader. And they, they it just... sounds like they booted out the leader and now they're, they're rudderless. They're uh, looking for a leader. Not dissimilar to the Judgment Day in 2002. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, except probably a bit more upside with the judge yeah. today at this point. Uh, the Hardys beat them up, but Ivory demands leader. I haven't even put who the people are in this map. Wow, we're really putting the effort it's in Team Extreme. Sorry, beg your pardon. Team Extreme, they're here to take on the remaining remains to censor. The remains of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Hardys beat them up, but Ivory demands leader after Survivor Series 2000. Why? We cut to China, <gasps> watching the match via that SmackDown circle. Mm, I like the SmackDown Oval, Tron. It's a nice yeah. little aesthetic. Oh, aesthetic. Aesthetic. Brutal Head Scissors takes out Ivory and the leader chants are lead aloud. The good father gets a back suplex and Jeff sells impressively. Eddie saunters up to pose and flexes bits like an OnlyFans preview video. <laughs> Matt Hardy valiantly tags in and takes out Bull with a neckbreaker. But Goody stops the twist. Goody. Leader spears Ivory. Bull sets up Matt for the springboard clothesline, but Eddie dunks him off the top to allow Matt to win. Team Extreme are still unsure they can trust him, but wow, what a nice little finishing sequence there, and thank Christ the Hardys actually get a victory with help yeah. from Eddie Guerrero to beat. We're not quite remained the censor, but we're something. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like the little stuff they're building with Eddie. I think this SmackDown is quite indicative of what SmackDown would generally be known for, and I think the fear that it would become again which is kind of, we don't really move on a lot of stories. 
from Raw. We just kind of put they're on the boil for a yeah. lot of stories. Very rare does a a storyline begin on SmackDown. Simmering. Was simmering, with the exception of last week where Rikishi's return was on SmackDown. Mm. Normally, his return would be on Raw, and then we'd but get they like went, a... Nah, I hate so SmackDown. <laughs> we're, plus, we're, we're scuppered yeah. for everybody. We're getting back as quick as we can. Right. Speaking of uh, Rikishi, you get the best graphic ever. One highlighting, it's just Rikishi's butt and Steffi from Raw. <laughs> the one removed PNG and just had that and put over SmackDown blur. <laughs> Vince suggests Debs could go and get Austin's stuff because Undertaker let Deb slap him and he did nothing. She'll probably be okay. So Steve orders her to do it and even Vince is surprised Austin agreed to it. Oof. And we then get that next segment right now. (laughs) No tension, no build-up, no match here, anything like that. Big baby face Undertaker tells, just lets Debs go, look at my husband's mother's then spits tobacco on Debs and tells him to go tell Austin. Then does a <laughs> women line, and it gets no reaction from the crowd. Nothing. I don't know what Why he was hoping it? for. He just spat tobacco over Deborah. Debs <laughs> isn't over Deborah on her blouse, but still, it's grim. Debs isn't evil. She's not like a Steffi McMahon. She's she's I don't know what the fuck she is to be honest with you. She's there because she's there. Mm. So Undertaker spitting to first of all spitting tobacco on someone. Like, if he did that to Paul Pot, it'd be like, it's a bit much, isn't it, the taker? <laughs> but doing it to Debs is like, all right, this is the wrong character for this, but they've just said, all right, all right, watch a bunch of Steven Cigar films and then just do this. <laughs> Just do this, Undertaker. All right. Is Crime what, Inc. Is that what you think this is? Is this Undertaker paying homage to Steven Seagal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Women, I am I right, guys? <laughs> Nothing. Less than zero reaction from the crowd. Women drive? Yeah, they drive me mental. Am I right, kids? Undertaker's awful here. <laughs> awful. Awful. It's just a grim segment. It's yeah. just a grim segment. Yeah, like, okay. I'll say, it's like, I'll send, yeah, send my wife to get attacked. It's like... Right. Send send the sympathetic Deborah to top babyface Undertaker, <laughs> to which Undertaker spits on her. Like, Christ! Like, this is, this are they is... not reading it? Are they not looking at these bits going, why? <laughs> yeah, OBS tapping out again. This Who is, can blame uh, it? like... What have you got in your notes? <laughs> Deborah says to Undertaker, she's not going to slap him. She'll ask politely, to which Undertaker responds to a polite request by spitting on a woman. <laughs> He, she leaves and he chuckles, women, flipping neck. <laughs> RC Cola Rewind, I wish was, which was the last half an hour that I've had. Yeah. <laughs> got a script from an Andy Cap. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, jeez. Uh, RC Cola presents, no, wait, put it back, get it off the ground from the XFL and put it back in the thing. <laughs> back in the can. Presents the butt to Steph. As now the right to censor is rolling, they're going back to back as segments of violence against women again. Ha ha, we won, fuckers, said Vince. <laughs> Wait, no, sponsors and advertisers come back. Spit on all the women while they're not looking. We've got them distracted at WF New York. They're all eating Hoggo Holly burgers. With crackhead Bob. <laughs> Triple H is here. Yay. And he means business because there's no denim. <laughs> no denim, business. No denim, no likey. No denim, no problem. Steph reminds us about Kishi's cottage cheese butt to really sell his turn. She goes into disgusting detail about what a big butt he has. It only gently helps Kishi's pop. And he's here, he's back to smiling like a goof, 
to let us know he's a good guy. He tried to kill Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. We've just kind of forgotten all that, haven't we? Yeah. Because we're that desperate for stars. One. Rikishi's back and he's a good guy again. It's like, okay. Austin's now wrong, and so it's okay that we tried yeah. to kill him. Rikishi backdrops Triple H. We have a little nice match here because we had that. Triple H did a really good job of building up Rikishi last year. They week, had a really said. good match here. Yeah. And they have good chemistry, these so two. So right now, yeah, back to that. Uh, Rikishi backdrops Triple H while still wearing his gear. His Triple H is still in make opponent look good mode. Mm. Oh, that's your Jeff Hardy. Kishi lands a Samoan drop, but Triple H sends Kishi spinning with a 360 clothesline Genetti cell. Yeah, I, I like Kishi's clothesline cells. Also known as the Dustin Rhodes cell, if you're uh, that way inclined. Okay. But I think it's much... Oh, Billy Gunn did a class one as well. But to be honest with you, Kishi doing it. It was always Kishi for because me. The, the size of the man. This is when he would roll, like he'd do like somersaults in midair as he was hit with it's a clothesline. Type, he would do like Brock would hit him with a clothesline he'd do it. He's like, Jesus. Yeah, and he'd go through a loop, but it always looks amazing yeah. for Kishi. Uh, Triple H then comes back with a flying nothing and a front flip sell. Belly to belly gets two as the crowd is getting more into this. Kishi backdrops but uh, out of the pedigree, but Triple H holds on for sunset flip, but Kishi butts him to counter that. Nice cool bit here. Stephanie mm. distracts so Triple H can get the chair, but Kishi super kicks it into Triple H's nose. Oof, that's his weak spot. And tries for a pin, but that damn Steph distracts, so Triple H sidesteps a butt to land a chair shot to Kishi for the DQ. Kishi then pedigrees... Sorry, Kishi's then pedigreed for good measure, but here comes Test! <laughs> Yay! No, really. And if that wasn't funny enough, here comes Big Show! Yay! All the our show favorites. is saying! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and here comes Bulldog! <laughs> oh, don't, don't. Don't threaten uh, me with a good time. God, it's our put here. God is a SmackDown Call the Holic Podcast, bud. <laughs> Kishi says. Hey guys, let's get serious. Super kicks Big Show and then gets ready to butt butt Steph, but she escapes. So Tess suggests Kishi butt butts the butt show. <laughs> Kishi is officially faced properly again. Very good effort from Triple H here. A butt butt to Big Show. Yeah. Test! And Tess turned up looking like a hero. God love him. Tess going, that's right, it's cool, Tess! <laughs> and he's already beaten Miss 3. He didn't even need a guide for Mist. Look at Cool Tess in 2001. I couldn't even beat Mist 1 with a fucking guy. <laughs> cool Tess beats all the games. <laughs> Is there something in? Like, I don't know how time works in this way, but I feel like the people that we, we choose and go, they're the running joke now, they get cool. <laughs> Kane, Kane, Test, Test, Bull Bulldog's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> He's down the Wigan Mines. He's warm enough. <laughs> the canary's hotter than him. <laughs> I think when Bulldog comes back, he should have a canary when with he's him. Back. He should do the feed. That's hot. That's hot. Oh, two run. We remember him. I want Bulldog. He should have a canary. <laughs> Bulldog is the feed entrance, but a canary in the cage. <laughs> That's the only. What did you think of the match? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was uh... great. Really, you know what? Again, these two like they've been having, they've been having decent matches since like 1995. Like we've, yeah. we've talked about in the Raw review, I think Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Fatu. Like that's happened. Was it in your house as well? Wasn't it? It was. So like they've had chemistry for ages. Four? Yeah, I think it was four. They've had chemistry for remember, years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they, they they had fun here. Big Show getting the stink face because he is a big joke. That's nice to see. <laughs> Tess looked hard as nails. Can't be crossed. Hey, 
Triple H is gone. How about we put the picture go, Tess, you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the big goal on Soul Rocker time? You bet I have, kid. <laughs> Beat that shit on day one. Cool, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> cool test is, is when he's not resting now. He's writing strategy guides for Nintendo Power. <laughs> I'll sort you out, lads. Don't worry. Wow, is that how Prime you Games himself test? Say you beat Andros in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just test doing commentary. And we have sponsored today by SmackDown 2. Beat it. <laughs> Lugs. Beat it. <laughs> The Bucky is wacky. Beat it. <laughs> Steroids. I haven't beat that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Oh, wait. Slow it down. Let's put the hand brake on. Way down. <laughs> wait, that's the, that's the noise of the, the show. Grinding halt. Deb shows Austin the spit. <laughs> I'm taking this to me. She's so angry she can't pronounce tobacco. <laughs> she can't pronounce my leg. She's drunk. I, feel for, I feel for her. She's sympathetic baby face. <laughs> slash not, heel. Sympathetic Swina. Getting spat on by the Undertaker. Un, grim, un, grim man. Main, she was in the main event of WrestleMania X7. Steve tells Vince his idea was the worst idea he's ever heard. Because <laughs> the previous bit, he was like, that's the best idea I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a nice little uh, call. Vince says, don't worry. I know just the guy. Meanwhile, Steffi tells Triple H she's scared to death of the butt that ate everything. <laughs> so they leave the arena. <laughs> They don't even change. They just leave in their in their gear. <laughs> Can't wait to get away from there. But as they get in the car to leave, they go, come on, driver, let's go. And then this butt is a bit We're through, the police! We're through! I don't know what a butt would sound like. <laughs> Dad, it stinks in here! Uh, the... Ask to see you, to see you. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Happy to ask this dude. Rikishi's ass. <laughs> That's the real hell of the smell, right there. Uh, yeah, we inspired that we've got something in common with these one note jokes. <laughs> if I mentioned he's got a big butt. <laughs> That's the whole thing. That's the joke. <sighs> the Dudleys are here. <laughs> to a company spike. The Hollies are here. To a company crash. <laughs> to sing he ain't heavy. <laughs> cool and the gang are here. Yes! To, a, to a company undertaker. Get down on it. <laughs> Get down on it. I told you I was cool in the gang. Sha la 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 la. All 200 members. Oh, Come no. On. Vince and Austin Triple H are here. The, the brothers of... De what are they called? Destruction. The two-man... <laughs> but Cool and the gang are here. Cool and the gang are here. <laughs> the ring. So you can do a Royal Rumble with just them. <laughs> You're going to get down on it. Uh, Crash has thankfully changed from his dungarees to a WF attitude shirt. Oh, oh, no. no the kiss of death is means, back. That means he's dying. Crash scoop slams Spike and gets to act like he's Dick the Bruiser for the first time in his entire career because he's bigger than his opponent. Spike takes it to Crash with drop kicks and Frankensteiner as he's clearly coming for Jerry Lynn's light heavyweight title. That's just sad. Crash gets the scoop out the corner power bomb that just incredible does. My God, he's loving being the bigger dude for once. <laughs> Spike gets a spear to the gut, but Crash, Mike Awesome Holly, bombs him down. 
Then Crash gets a full, what? A roll forward out of a Russian leg sweep and pins him. I couldn't think of the name for that name. Uh, you know, I've just put a then. wrestling roll-up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It was the same roll-up that Triple H used to beat Jeff Hardy. Ah. Oh. In No Mercy in 2007. Jesus, yeah. You're right, actually, yeah. Yeah, wow. Um Hardcore is angry at Crash for the 17th time in his career. Looking forward to the multi-person matches. This was fine. Crash Holly's just, again, after Hardcore title run, he really did just... Like the ratings, fall dramatically. Bob Holly has no room to call Crash Holly a loser because the day after this, Bob Holly competes in the Southampton Motor Speedway in Virginia and finishes 14th <laughs> in a stock car race. Which is still higher than the XFL. I, it's true, actually. I thought that Spike and Crash had really good chemistry. Yeah. I think they had a, bang, a, little, a little banger of a I match. Crash Holly being the big man in this match. Yeah, it's rare, isn't it? And he played it well, like the power bomb and stuff like that. Yeah. He played it well. I don't think he enjoyed playing like, the bigger man. There was a boxing match where Vander Holyfield was defending his title in like 96, I think. He fought this dude. I forget the guy's name, but he had a really complicated name. His, his gimmick was he was in a, um, what's a smart person company? Not company, but like, um, even if you're really clever, like really, really clever. Mensa. Mensa, yeah. He was like, man, Mensa, quite whatever. Obviously, I'm not a fucking member. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spoiler, neither of us are immense. But Holyfield completely changed his boxing style because it was the first time... Because Holyfield was a, a cruiserweight who turned into a heavyweight. Mm. And so he's nearly always been against bigger people. It's the first time he against smaller, lighter, and smaller than him. So he just put the fuck out of him. It's like, whoa, Holyfield is like Andre the Giant in this match. Like, ah! He did the Holyfield thing then. Just, I'm just going to fight you. Well, Holyfield taking this guy really seriously. Yeah, right. <laughs> Usually the, the Holyfield, you know, he takes his time and patient, conserves his energy. He was fucking... <laughs> classic. Yeah, he was like he's full of RC power cola. And that's what I thought of Crash Holly taking on Spike Dudley. Oh, like, that's, wow. that's a nice shout, that is. Crash walking around like he's, you know, 5'7". <laughs> anyway, meanwhile... And here we are. We're at the, uh, in case of emergency, break glass for Regal. Yeah. segments. <laughs> Regal is summoned by Vince to go get Austin's stuff. Uh, Regal's like, okay, I'll do anything for you, Vince. Of course, of course. I'm going to help the company. Yeah. Um, Undertaker's got his stuff. <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> now, that's what I call facial expressions, volume three here. He's so good. And he's not impressed that he has to go get Austin's clothes, especially finding out the Undertaker is not alone. He has his... <laughs> Cool chain. Oh, you've already said that. Sorry. Why is why is everybody like so nervous about the chain? <laughs> chain. Regal was so astonished by this, he spat out his tea that he was drinking, and his monocle fell off. Also, that was that actually what you say there would have made this segment infinitely better if every time they they gave him an important fact about what he was about to do, he was drinking tea. It's the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's, he's got, got a chain. A chain. I also. Wacky tobacco. <laughs> tobacco! <laughs> also, we don't alarm you, but Test has unlocked drumstick and Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> oh, fair play for him. TT! You've got some there. Uh, <laughs> I'm drumstick. <laughs> Damn it, who put a question mark on the teleprompter? Drumstick will read out everything you type out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah more exciting venture I'm sure it goes it'll be great if the next segment comes back real covered in blood yeah I've got your stuff for you <laughs> whoa that would have been an even better yeah segment. I'm from the Blackpool Fight Club it's um, Regal really hard genuinely by the way you now need a new main event for Judgment Day because the Undertaker's dead 
<laughs> yeah. just... Ironically, the Undertaker needs an Undertaker. <laughs> the irony, eh, Vince? I anyway. killed him for $40 worth of shirts and <laughs> tobacco. Carly wrestlers, eh? Kurt Angle is here to tell you to smack down. Oh, God. <laughs> smack down your vote. Yeah, that went great last year. Remember when Goran Bush appeared on SmackDown after campaigning? No? Oh, <laughs> this is boring fluff. Move on, Matthew. Oh, okay, we did. They pushed I'm Kurt... sure Tom might have a few more notes. Just though. Kurt Angle and Bradshaw no. uh, pushing SmackDown your vote. Bradshaw being the funnier one to push the vote for, in particular. Yeah, uh, Bradshaw, what do you think about... Just anybody, uh, SmackDown your vote, America! <laughs> yeah, vote for America. That's all I got. No time for thank you. No time for Edge's singles match versus Chris Benoit. Revenge for earlier, I guess. That mm. makes sense. Uh, also, put Regal goes to knock on Austin's door, but thinks about it. So it's we're stolen for time, like a Zabisco match from '93. <laughs> Benoit slaps the Canadian onto Edge to start with, and follows with three snap suplexes. With Dynamite Kid getting name dropped by Heyman. Yes. No mention of his Sky Card. <laughs> <laughs> the Dynamite Kid shooting interview is something that's come up regularly. If Dynamite Kid in general comes up regularly on my Twitch streams on Sundays, must be because when my hair was growing back, I looked just like the bastard. You did look a but bit. But in 96, not the good version <laughs> of him, if there ever was a good version. And he keeps on getting brought up because we looked at the the high spot shooting interview that high spots went up and flew over to record him. And it's even funnier. Oh, and miserable than I remember. Oh. The frame and shot they have, because obviously him is wheelchair. If we were filming, look, look how we framed this. Maybe a lot of you on Patreon, whatever, but I'm the left, you're the right, we're well lit. Mm-hmm. Background graphic, in case you, sometimes you forget what we're doing and sometimes we forget these, you know. What was that cartoon called? <laughs> um, they film Dynamite Kid looking at the camera and in front of a door, and you can see a left of, a, a left of him is a table, on the right is a radiator with what looks like his, his, his boxer shorts drawing. <laughs> At no point did they go, did we move the box of shorts? Yes. Yeah. Well, fine by us. Nah, be fine. Like, well, you're a great legend. What do you, what do you, match, what do you think you match with Tiger Mask? All right. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going because the, the video is paused. Like, it's fine. It'll come back. I just need to do this and... There we go. Hey! Anyway. Yeah, uh, the, the actual... What, you'd think somebody would just... you think they'd do like a little... Quality control. <laughs> yes, is what I'm looking old for. Call me old-fashioned. It's like a bit of quality control. Yeah, anyway, back to reality. There is another long match here between these two very highly competitive competitors. Uh, we're very slowly getting crowds to get used to this, but it's still early, so crowd is mostly teed. Edge works over Benoit's leg, which results in Chris actually selling it while he throws chops, which is good. It's like, chop, ah, bastard. Yeah, um, little, little bits like that I always appreciate. Yeah, he's still able to land three Germans, though. Who are Gunther, Ludwig, and Stoffwaffle. <laughs> Stoffwaffle. Uh, that pop was for Stoffwaffle. Yeah, of course, of course. Until Christian interferes and causes a big mess. Referee gets bumped as Jericho and Christian brought the back. Jericho gets the walls on Christian on the ramp while Edge taps out the crossface, but there's no ref. Angle reappears and slams him before buggering off in the crowd. Referee counts three. Oh, no, he won't like that. Heyman loves the clean sweep tonight from Edge and Christian. Mm. And again, Christian, as I Edge and Benoit, great chemistry. Mm. And, and chemistry that will only improve in years to yeah. come. Like, the, like these four, like, they, they, they're hit on something here. Yeah. Like, Edge and Christian, as solo wrestlers, are very good. Yep. Who would have thought it? Wow, a really good wrestling match between two really competitive upcoming wrestlers. Yeah. Anyway, backstage... Undertaker drinks Austin's <laughs> beer. <laughs> Young wrestlers doing well. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Anyway, is Undertaker yeah. again? Crime Inc. 
steals someone else's beer and drinks it and goes, beer, am I right? <laughs> and then Regal shows up. Good he beer. tells the digger he's bloody trespassing and then he's spewing tobacco juice everywhere on poor Debs. And the digger responds by pouring the tobacco juice over Regal. And Regal grimaces everywhere in a desperate attempt to get this crap over. Undertaker's a dick. <laughs> written down here. The, the Regal's wording was, the way you expectorated your filthy, foul, dirty tobacco juice over Deborah's blouse was atrocious. He was promoing for three men in this. He really was. And then Undertaker dumped it over, d- 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 packy juice all over him. Oh. And then Taker says, it's good for your hair, but it's a nasty habit. Like Undertaker, right. You know when someone all thinks... All one-liners. He thinks he's hitting zingers. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence that he's hitting these shit zingers with, these shingers with, if you will, shingers, is is phenomenal. What a what a night! It's good for you. Roll and roll and roll. Eddie Christian catch Regal afterwards, uh, still covered in tobacco juice, and ask the besmirchinator, brilliant something, and ask what happened. Uh, they tell him they'd love to beat the Flying Chris's in a tag match on Raw, and he goes, "Okay, fine." And we then get an advert. Tobacco is wacko. Yeah. Especially if you're British, I guess. And it's Rhino telling Lillian he's a hardcore dude living in a hardcore world. And I am a hardcore girl. <laughs> <laughs> to go back very quickly to the um, Regal that really happened, Christian by the way. bit. Yes. Go on. He didn't say hardcore girl. He didn't say he was living in a hardcore world. So that I said. But the Edge Christian and Regal bit. Where they, they Edge and Chris say, what happened to you? For some reason, Regal doesn't want to say Undertaker's a, a filthy fucking nightmare and he's poured his tobacco juice all over me. So he goes, oh, I've, it's, some, it's an English blend of coffee and I spilt it. I don't know why like, he's, he's shy of saying what happened. Undertaker, the dirty fucking scrubber, just poured his tobacco juice over me. That bloody miscreant. Yeah. So, and, and anyway, had this been the real Regal, like the oh. Blackpool Combat Club Regal, had the moment that Undertaker started pouring the tobacco juice over him, Undertaker would have had his yeah. arm pulled off. What happened to you, Regal? Well, uh, the bloody, bloody buggerer. Undertaker, <laughs> he put tobacco juice on me. Oh, no. Do you need to go somewhere? No, it's all right. I've turned him into a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> no, I've killed him. He's dead. I buried him in my back garden. <laughs> not better yet. They go, oh, is what, you all right? I've not, but I'm taking it in a bad way. Oh, what's happened? Ask him. Here's his head. Who <laughs> blew <laughs> dead man walking? <laughs> Undertaker, what do you think of it so far? Rubbish. <laughs> Rhino was living in a hardcore world as a hardcore girl. Yes. He, he did say like he's a hardcore guy living in a hardcore world. He certainly did. Anyway, Undertaker uh, breaks more of Austin's stuff. <laughs> Undertaker here has a big strop. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious because he's been like cool of the gag all night. <laughs> and he has a sip of beer. He just goes, we're bored now. <laughs> and just throws this beer across and starts kicking stuff around. Right. He breaks more of Austin's stuff and then wears the skull jacket before heading off with Austin's title belt. Uh, uh, whack of the night is Big Show getting kicked by Test in clothesline by Bradshaw at Insurrection. That was the highlight. Yeah. That's the entire highlight of Insurrection. Did you notice who sponsored the Whack of the Night? No. The Whack of the Night, sponsored by Tobacco is Wacko if you're a teen. Oh. No, even bullshit. That's true. Undertaker spent all night going, ah, good chew. Nom, nom, nom. Tobacco. Hey, he's got my my, my, my tobacco. Oh, is that tobacco? Ooh, tobacco. Hey, kids, don't have tobacco. 
It should just be chewing tobacco is bad if you're an adult. Yeah, chewing tobacco is bad if you're a dickhead. <laughs> Sorry for the people who do that. Yeah, you're not the undertaker saying good chew and then pouring it over William yeah. Regal. We know the biker badasses love the show. <laughs> hey, it's time for a Bradshaw push as he takes on Rhino for the hardcore title. I know, you said, I know you said that you're annoyed that like the that was the highlight of interaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? At least it got a mention on SmackDown. Yeah. Because what tends to happen with these WWF pay-per-views, UK-only pay-per-views, is they just kind of just go under the radar. Yeah. They're never referenced again. So the fact that it's kind of entered a sort of storyline canon, that's quite nice. <laughs> It doesn't normally happen. Actually, I just remember about Insurrection. This is the one where the you only other... Daniel Radcliffe and um, Ro- Ro- Robert, what's his freaking name? Weasley. Ron Weasley um, at the show, isn't it? Were they? I swear that's a swing cap that goes around quite a bit. Ooh. You can see Daniel Radcliffe and someone else at the show just watching it, but they're not like name dropped. But is that the one also where they show, is it Chris Tarrant? Yes, Tarrant's oh, there. Um, this guy who presents Sky News. Eamon Holmes. Eamon Holmes. And then it's someone else, the third one. Fasted. Oh, it's on Twitter like every three weeks. Can't I can't remember, remember what it Lady is. Henry. Yeah, sure. Um, I, heavyweights. I, I, must, I must hasten to add, before I get a tweet about it, I probably already have. Um, I would say that they very rarely use UK-only pay-per-views in canon. The only other time that really... There's two other times that really happened, I think, recently. One was a hardcore title change. And the other was in 1999, which is one of our favourite moments in the history of this podcast. Where's my title shot? Exactly. I knew what it was. Go my title shot! Throws you had your title Stop shot. Give me back! Give me back, damn it! I want my title shot. You heard so your title shot. I was probably talking out of my uh, rikishi, oily, cheesy ass when I said that they very rarely reference these key moments on television. And they do. So, yes, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, it's, it's not, it's not it's, Ron Weasley. Oh, it's, it's Alex's um, friend, Lewis, something. Yeah. Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom. It's the guy who plays Neville Longbottom, who's, who's, a, who's a, a bit of a hunk now. So he, every time he appears on TV, Alex is like, ah, oh, he's lovely. He's a Yorkshire boy and he's a bit of a hunk. So I guess I need to be very aware of him. Chris Tarrant, <laughs> WWF. And it was Dan, him and Daniel Radcliffe were at it, WWF it, 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 Insurrection. It, it's amazing because... Uh, of the pop they get. Wait a minute, two seconds. I'm loading this up. It's worth it. Dead silence. Dead. Yeah, we're just loading that up now, and I've just seen a message. Oh, that Eamon Holmes, Chris Darren. Oh, and Gianfranco Zola. Oh, okay. Can hear the pop? <laughs> Wait, just listen to this. It loads up. Okay. The Rock. No, oh, God. Oh, even bigger pop for Chris Massive Tarrant. Massive pop for Tarrant. He's wearing the Undertaker jacket. And then Chelsea. Oh, boo! <laughs> you Tory. Oh, and a safe chip sign in the background. Bloody hell. Oh, that really wow. dates that. That's from Soccer AM, which was, when it was good, one of the best shows ever made. Wow. Insurrection 01. Matthew and Tom, why haven't you watched that show? Because <laughs> nothing happened apart from that. I saved you three boobless hours. <laughs> anyway, time for Bradshaw push number three as he takes on Rhino's hardcore title. Rhino's theme is stunningly generic. It is very in it. it is. But it's still very Rhino. Like when you hear that yeah. music now, it's like... Yeah. You always know it's Rhino. Yeah. They have that sort of... 
right at the start, yeah. bit further down the line, where they just go, that bit. Yeah. But otherwise, it's quite generic. You are correct. Yeah. Braddy, to his friends, strikes Rhino hard to begin. No surprise. Brad wails away, but Rhino backdrops him out the ring. Brad bonks the ring steps onto Rhino, so Rhino twats with a bin lid, <laughs> which doesn't do much damage, <laughs> but is loud. It is very loud. They brawl near the, uh, the fire exit with a pipe getting missed. Rhino misses a go and takes out some equipment boxes. <laughs> he even says, those boxes didn't stand a chance. Brad goes to powerbomb Rhino off a box, but here comes trouble. Big show, breaking a two-by-four over Brad and choke-slamming Bradshaw through some random wooden pallets and tells him, who needs protection now, huh? And then Rhino sneaks the pin. Is he still upset about losing the Kaintai feud? <laughs> I think this, no, because Bradshaw got involved at Insurrection. Yeah. So they're actually, you know, that's a bit of canon. And I think it's giving Bradshaw something to do because I think Farouk's going to be away for a little bit. I think. Not for long. Because mm. I know that in, in, the, on, TV much. in, on, the, in the Ross report, they mentioned that Farouk's brother passed away. Oh, so, okay. which, is, I don't th which I think is why he's not here. Right. Why he wasn't on the UK tour. So why and Bradshaw's getting like a little mini singles uh, push in the, okay. in the interim. Vince has always been keen to well, push Bradshaw. Yeah, they need hot stars now. They need like, hot stars. Rikishi, babyface. Yeah. Potential murderer. And now uh, Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Wow. All the stars. Yeah. All the stars. Undertaker heads the ring for the main event segment. <laughs> He's wearing Austin's waistcoat and also they have a title around his waist, even though it's not his. Undertaker says the same about Austin's title, even though it looks real good on me. <laughs> Vince comes out and tells Undertaker that Austin is twice the man that Undertaker is as someone in the crowd throws snow glitter over Vince. <laughs> that was a fun little bit. Half the man that you are. <laughs> He looked fabulous. Yeah, he looked magnificent. Somewhere, Cara Noir went, hmm, there's an idea. Vince tells Undertaker if he's a real man, Undertaker <laughs> could take off that chain and put it in the corner. Undertaker's like, yeah, sure. Also, take off your vest and title too. Undertaker strips naked and <laughs> gets ready to go at it with Austin. It was like, hell yeah, naked time. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Actually, I lied about that. The crowd doesn't make a noise. No. Everything he, else does He happen. gets him to take off like Austin's vest, Austin's title. Keep going. Throw the chain away. Vince Vince stockpiles all the chairs around the before and then and then Austin and then Austin comes out. I kind of thought it would have been funnier that Austin would have just not come out and they would have kept going, Oh, he doesn't like your sunglasses, take them off. But then actually, true to his word, once the chairs are safe, mm. Austin then comes out. <laughs> Anyway, Austin and Fully Clove Taker go at it until Vince tries chair showing Undertaker, who no sells it because his balls are so big <laughs> and choke slams him for the pop of the night. Austin gets the advantage and gets ready to beat up Undertaker, but that's gonna be cool, game. Cool game. Making his return after one week. <laughs> Austin Everybody's fucked. Anybody around? Get in the ring. Somebody's getting fucked <laughs> tonight. Get down on it. It's Cool Kane, the gang. Austin shits himself because it's Cool Kane from 2001, and he can't compete with that. No. The Brothers of Crime Inc. corner him, so Austin pegs it, not like that, through the crowd and runs for his life. The Kane and Undertaker raise arms. And that's the end of your show. Good night, Springfield. There will be no one call. <laughs> Cocaine! Shit show! Kane is still hurt, but we are desperate for people. Yeah. So get out there, Kane. Go do one segment. Yeah. In case anyone home happy. What a show. What a night. <laughs> what if you are into unintentional Undertaker humor, this is your night. 
Um, Undertaker comes across as one of the worst baby faces that the WWF has ever produced. They try to go for a cross between like mid late 90s Steve Austin and Steven Seagal. And they just got this. For short, let's call it Steve Seagal. Call him Steven Seagal. Don't call Steve Seagal. Um, and this is what we got. And Undertaker comes across as, whilst like, it's, it, it just doesn't scan properly. Undertaker comes across as just, uh, doesn't come across as a badass. It comes across as a bit of a, just a bit of a scusser. Undertaker. A grim. Undertaker. More like unlikable. Deeply unlikable. Yeah. yeah, he just comes across as just, just a bit grim. All right. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, we need to get over that. I'm a badass. Yeah. Spit on women. Spit on women. Take people's shit. It's a nasty piece of Crime is legal. (laughs) Also, respect the police. What? (laughs) Mixed messages, Undertaker. Uh, yeah, so that was SmackDown. As the ratings continue to plummet, we continue to at least get something to enjoy and laugh at every week. Tom, what was something you remembered from the show? Um, I tell you what I remembered weirdly. The image that I remembered was Undertaker uh, at the end with like Austin's waist on and yeah. the title belt. I think the like nice quality renders and photos from this time period are very few and far between. Mm. But there's a really nice photo. I'll probably use it in the album art of the Undertaker wearing like Austin's title and having Austin's jacket on. For some reason, that's the image that I remembered from this particular episode, above mm. everything else. How about you? I was going to say exactly the same. Yeah? It's just such a weird image. It's like, under taking everybody else's stuff, and wearing it, it's like, wow. <laughs> it's so it's weird, that's the... Wow! I'm like, wearing Austin's vest. Ooh. <laughs> it's really on. Um, yeah, it, it's... Probably doesn't say a lot that that's a thing you remembered, but what was something you forgot? <laughs> Undertaker sat in Austin's dressing room like an unwashed hobo all night chewing his tobacco going good chew just pour, like spitting on women like everything else about the undertaker i'd forgotten i think maybe for the best about this segment just nasty grim dirty boy undertaker just just a dick just a dick yeah. just a dick about you i'm gonna say all undertaker segments apart yeah. from the last one i'd forgotten uh i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say uh Crash Holly getting to be Keith Lee for one night. Nice. That's a good shout. <laughs> That's right. It's me, Crash Holly. <laughs> Spike like, yeah, I'm literally smaller than we ever wrestled. <laughs> Bask- I'm winning. <laughs> Bask in the Holly. Look at my medium the ref attitude <laughs> shirt. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> That's a very good shout. I like roll that Roll up one. one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, Spike only beating him with a roll up. He's not that much smaller. <laughs> the 
lucky roll up. Oh, can you believe it? What a dog victory. But, but yeah, SmackDown's weird right now, but got it. It's you can't look away. I can't look away. It's it's a, yeah. it's, a it's a hot mess of a, a company that is very much falling off the off the cliff um, yeah. for a little while, and I'm here for it every week. Yeah, sometimes everything hits right, which the WF have had a lot more in the past year or so than they haven't. Mm. And now it's like, oh, it's what happens when everything goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like the screen breaking again. Like the screen that three times that's now weird, has just that. gone. It's, it's the cable that's very bad for those who are listening. <laughs> is that the reason? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Basically. Well, you know what? I've had a lovely time today. I had Tom. a lovely time, mate. I've done a lot of laughing. Yes, me too. Uh, thank you very much. Mm. Been a good person to talk to. Thank you. And uh, anything else you want to share with us? Classic reviews, hopefully back to a normal routine next week. Um, I've got a couple of days off in the middle of the week. I'm going to uh, Harry Potter World. Are you really? With Alex. I mean, Alex I'll say hello to Neville. I'll say hello to Neville. Do you remember when Bradshaw... Did you remember push at Insurrection? What? Um, <laughs> do I? Do, do I ever? Uh, but you'll have, a, hopefully, a new Classic Raw review with Jackkins and I next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah hopefully yeah. a Classic Raw review... That Nitro review with Sam and I next week. And another one of these next week. Speaking of Snake Ben Rosters... Oh, yeah, yeah. Ross and the Brad <laughs> will return. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a joy. Yeah. How about yourself, sir? How's the call, like, uh, lovely normal podcast that we do. The lovely normal Me. podcast. Tom, no, you're no, Tom. I'm Tom. Me, Ross, and Jack. This That's week. it. You would have heard it by now, have yes, you? Yes, you will have. Uh, there's a new Botchmania out. It's rather nice. And, uh, Who could we look out for in the Botchmania? Danny Martin does the intro. Nice. What a guy. Oh, Danny Martin. Lots of people falling over when they're supposed to and going, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and the Twitch streams will be on uh, Sunday where Matthew will be reading from Hardcore Holly's autobiography. It's crazy. It's because I asked them on the Twitch stream, hey, do you guys want to skip the rest or read the history? And they always pick, yeah, read the. I'm like, I'm warning you. You think Undertaker's bad in these segments. Wait till you hear like hardcore, full hard. I, I, every fight I had in the bar, I won, apart from that one time. That's because he was a professional. But it's like, oh my God, shut up. Christ. Boring bastard. <laughs> okay, I'm eating eggs eat in the morning. Bloody hell. When's that on? Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Evenings. Uh, you, can, you can dip between that and Hell in a Smell 5. Oh, oh you, no, no one's watching me then this weekend. YouTube, <laughs> they might. You can do both. Split screens. Yeah, yeah. YouTube.com slash coldholic slash live. Adam Pacitti will be taking on for the fifth year in a row, the filthy fifth year in a row, Hell in a Smell. You can watch, you can interact, and you can oh. make Adam Pacitti the smelliest, miserable man in the all of the Northeast and maybe all of the planet Earth. And you can do that at youtube.com slash goldholic slash live on wow. Sunday. A shitty book or a shitty stream. Decisions, oh. decisions for oh. the people. It's shit all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what hasn't been shit? This podcast. No! And you, the people, for listening at home. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. And until we are next together, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together! We are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool in the gang. <laughs> Good for your hair. <laughs> women. <laughs> Love you, women. Bye. Are you cool? Yeah, boss. I'm cool in the gang. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.